I have to say I have been tremendously blessed in the book of Matthew. I'm so glad that we're here. I've always, it's always kind of been this way, but it's so like providential that God has always brought us through and that like the text that he's given us at the times that he's given us over the years has been uh, incredible God timing and I've been so blessed by it. And so this is not different here in Matthew. And so today I'm going to begin with a prayer and then we're just going to read Matthew. We're going to be in Matthew chapter seven. Uh, verse 7 through 11 again, and we'll be there next week as well. So Jesus, we come before you and we ask that you will be with us, trusting that you will do this for us because you are our good father or you are our good God. And Lord, today we're going to be talking about seeking you. And it says, seek and you will find. Lord, I pray that we are truly seeking you. I pray that our hearts and our minds are set on you. So Lord, please be with us today. Let us find you as we open ourselves up to search for your will in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, this is Matthew chapter 7, verse 7 through 11. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds, and to the one who knocks it will be opened. For which of you, if his son asks him for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a serpent? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask of him? And so last week we did, we talked about the asking part of this text, and um, I'm grateful for there. And we, the truth is, with asking or seeking or knocking, we could camp out on several weeks there and not exhaust these topics. They're, they're very, there's so much nuance and beauty and difficulty in all three of these aspects that we could take a long time to look at these. But however, we are going to just move on and um, we are going to we are going to seek, and, and Lord willing, we are going to seek so that we may find what Jesus has for us. So I love, I've always loved comments like, not all who are wander, not all who wander are lost, right? And it's, it's usually when, whenever we're at national parks, you see that shirt around all the time, right? But it's a J.R.R. Tolkien quote from Fellowship of the Rings, not all that glitters is gold is a part of that as well. And it's an excellent book series, uh, that along with The Hobbit, that dives into asking, seeking, and knocking, if you will. If you think, think of it, and these, these stories are, are an adventurous way of kind of looking at this verse, you can look at it that way. But Jesus tells us that all who seek, he tells us earlier in Matthew, we said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And he, then he says, all who seek will find their way. All who seek will find their way. Uh, seek ye first the kingdom of God. Seek and ye shall find. Or, and it sounds like a quote from J.R.R. Tolkien, but if he ever wrote it, he stole it from the Bible, right? So that's, that's what he ever did. So some, some of us are more lost than others, right? In different situations, different times, different things that we have a part of us. Some of us, though, we don't actually seek. We look. We give a cursory look to things, but we don't actually seek. So I wanted to start with an example, right? There have been times when I have lost a thing. Mo can attribute to this. Like we still, uh, we we're talking about it on the, uh, the, the way here is like, we think I, I lost a key to the, the, the Nissan and we think it's in the Nissan somewhere, but we don't know where it is. So it's still lost right now, but, and, but something uh, that 
is important, at least in the moment, I, I misplace all the time. There have been times when the lost thing isn't where it should be, probably because I didn't put it back, or it's not where I thought I put it, right? And especially like moving into a new house, I don't have our, our new spots to put stuff and like where I kind of, my mind is there. So I've, I've lost things uh, quite a lot lately. But it's important, uh, if it's important enough, then I might seek for it rather than just look for it, right? Just look that it, that, that hunt it's around. So there have been times when I start looking and I just simply glance around, just look at the room, lift maybe a couple things up and do, uh, and then I abandon the search to go on to something else. I, I just look around. I'm not, I'm looking though. That's the idea. I'm looking, I'm not seeking yet. And I hope that I, I, I won't have to get into a search or seek for things, but I'll just look. So if a thing is important enough, though, and I can't find it after a lookabout, then I start a search. So again, it's different than looking. There, I'm, I dedicate myself. I dedicate some time. There was some paperwork that we were looking for uh, when we had our things in storage. The first time I went there, I looked in all the obvious places, but it wasn't there. And I gave up. Because after all, it was a storage unit. There was too many boxes. There's too much moving around to go through. But as I thought about the paperwork, and as I actually prayed that God might show me, I thought that it was important for me to find this paperwork so I could do what God was asking me to do. And I went back to the storage unit, and I started my search. It was different. In my search, I brought a razor blade and to open all the boxes. I brought, I brought the packing tape so that I can retape all the boxes. I even brought a Sharpie to make sure the boxes were labeled correctly and to mark that I'd gone through them. I also had, and I knew this going in, I had to put in some sweat equity because there was a lot to go through. The first time I went back, I resolved to seek instead of look. It's different. I was there for hours, opening, seeking, sifting through, not finding. And so when you don't find, what do you do? You continue to seek. It took hours and hours. I didn't find the paperwork I was looking for. Over the next year, I went back three or four times and looked in different places. I thought about it when, when, it, when uh, I wasn't in the storage unit. I thought about it. Okay, could it be in this place or this place? So the seeking took up, consumed more of my time, even when I wasn't actually in the spot where I knew it was. I thought about it when I wasn't at the storage unit. I planned my next move into deeper corners. Okay, so if I move these boxes here and do this, it it was taking up a lot of my time because this was seeking. And then when I had to move storage units, I moved it uh, as quickly as I could, but also the whole time seeking. Maybe it's in this box, open it up. Moving things only after going through them. I never found it, but I wasn't done. Uh, I was done looking because I was seeking. Eventually, I found the paperwork once we moved in, but it wasn't. It, it, but even then, when we moved into our house, I was opening boxes, and the first thing I was looking for was that paperwork. I thought it was important. I was a seeker. I was. It was. There was a big uh, difference in time and energy and emotions between looking and seeking. And so this, uh, and, and this scripture and others, Jesus is teaching us to be seekers, not just observers or not just lookers, but seekers. And there is a difference. I find a lot of times when people say that they seek after God, it's more of a look if you use this analogy. It's more of a look. Lift up a couple pieces of paper, find, don't find what you're looking for, and then bounce. 
But Jesus tells us, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. That is what we get to do. We seek after the way that Jesus has for us. And if we are unsure, we're in a good place because Jesus wants to lead us. Then we are seeking and trusting that God will lead us and will guide us. If we are pretty sure we are on the path that God has for us, then you know what we keep getting to do though? Seek him for our will in our lives, for our next step and our next step after that that he has for us. The grace of God is such that if we seek him, In his righteousness, we will find. And in seeking, there will be moments where we could agree with you too that I still haven't found what I'm looking for, right? That idea of seeking, but a seeker keeps on searching. And in God's grace, we will find it if we are seeking his kingdom and his righteousness for our lives. We can search for other things, even good things, and not find them. But when we are lined up with the path that God wants for us and we seek The promise is we will find. We will find. There are a few times though that we there are a few things though that we might never find. So let's let's go through a couple of those. The answer to our whys, we're not necessarily gonna find the all those out. Or I've heard a lot of times, why did this happen? We're not necessarily gonna find out why a thing happened whether that be good or bad, what, uh, 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 what, uh, or we could ask like, why, why this, why that, why did that happen? What are some of the things that I don't know that I want answers to? And the answers for some of our questions will be answered. And some of the questions that we have will never be answered. But if we were, if we are curious people, we will never have all of our questions answered. This is important to know in seeking and because and, it says that we will find, but that doesn't mean we're going to find everything that we want. In fact, hopefully for us, as the years accumulate, so may the questions like boxes in our storage unit or something like that. They just keep piling up without a satisfying answer. So here's another one. What will happen in the future? What will this next year bring? What will this ne- I know some are worried about election cycles. What will happen then? We may never find out until we have lived right through the future and it becomes the past. But if we seek for a treasure on earth, even if we have a treasure map, you know what's not guaranteed? Finding it. Finding it. There is so much more that we may seek for that we may never find. But if we seek for Jesus, he says that we will find him. The promise from Jesus is that if we truly seek him and his ways for our lives, We will find Jesus, and he will lead us on our path. Seeking is looking until we find. Looking until we find. It's leaving no stone unturned. It is the desire to be in relationship with Jesus, and and or seeking is the desire to be in relationship, and in this case, it's relationship with Jesus. That means that as we seek, we walk with Jesus. We talk with Jesus. We take counsel with him, right? We are willing to listen to Jesus, to humble ourselves before him. And we may be on the wrong path and he may be wanting to set us on the right path. So as we humble ourselves before him, we are going to walk where he has for us. And as we seek, we're going to get information. 
We are going to discern it. We are going to examine it. We're going to meditate on some of it. We're going to mull it over and then allow what Jesus has for us to change us. And in seeking, that means we are devoting ourselves to this thing that Jesus has for us. Our life, our life's aim is directed by our search for Jesus. This is what we do. And we will find him. This finding is to just obtain it, to learn it, to, to, to live in it, right? Actually, one of the things I really loved about looking at this word search was to be secure in the finding, which I mean, I love that, to be secure in Christ. And, and that means that it, Jesus will give us our strength, he will give us our insight, and he will give us the experience that we need, finding that as we do this, our, our faith will grow. And in finding this idea of Jesus and resting secure in him, that we will find our rest that Jesus has promised and that we long for. So I pray that we may be seekers of Jesus. And I love, I love the crazy grace of God, that it is so big that not only will we seek, if, if we seek, we will find him, but he is seeking us out as well. God wants to be found by us. He wants us to be found in him and in his ways. He is constantly calling out. Maybe not through an audible voice, although sometimes that happens. He's calling out through creation, showing us the work of his wonders. He's calling to us through situations and circumstances, showing us his goodness and grace in our life. The cleansing blood of Jesus is calling out to those who don't even know that they need it yet. And it will find them. The grace of God that seeks us out and finds us for more than we know, or finds us in more than we know, is very, very powerful. I love a good story. Amen? I know you guys do too. Even quoting J.R.R. Tolkien reminds me earlier that a good story about seeking and finding is so powerful. And that's that some of the greatest stories of seeking are works of fiction that we can see God moving in even in this way. And some of the best works of nonfiction are written in very good storytelling prose so that we can read them. But I believe that this idea of story is one of the reasons why Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are masterful storytellers. They don't tell us all we want to know, but they tell us. And I'm not suggesting that Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are a work of fiction. I'm just saying they, they took some of the best storytelling techniques. The shape, uh, they shape the true story of Jesus in such a way to show us the extent that he goes to seek us out. Right? It says that God sent his one and only son to earth. He's seeking us out. He wants to live among us. He wants to heal us, to know us, to get to know what it means to be tempted as we are, to live the life that he is asking us to live. Then, it, then to take all this to the cross where he nails our imperfections there once and for all, cleansing us from all of our sin, all of the things that we should have done and all the things that we didn't do, despising our shame and exchanging everything that he did right for our worthless attempts at perfection. Jesus is seeking us through the cross. Through the pro- and through the promised Holy Spirit that Jesus left for us, His grace is so big that even in times when we're not seeking Him, He is after our hearts and He is after our lives. I love this in Isaiah 65.1. It says, I was ready to be sought. This is God speaking through Isaiah. 
I was ready to be sought by those who did not ask for me. I was ready to be found by those who did not seek me. I said, here I am. Here I am to a nation that was not called by my name. God's grace is amazing. God's grace is powerful. Not only did it raise Jesus from the dead, but it shows us the resurrection power of living a life for Jesus. But even in that, as we seek God, He is also seeking us out. God's grace is offered to us through Jesus. And by the power of the Holy Spirit is consistently wanting us to accept His way for us because it's better. He knows He knows his way is better for us ultimately. And our good Father wants this for us. This is what I pray. I pray that we may seek. And that we may never stop seeking. That we're not, that not only did, uh, not only that um, we may seek, but also that we may find. That we may not rest until we know that we are found in God's good and perfect will for our lives. And may this seeking never end until we see Jesus face to face. Amen. And then when we see him face to face, that he may say, well done, my good and faithful servant. However, I'd offer a warning while we seek. As a family, this week we were in Psalm 69, and kind of as I was preparing for this, we, we prayed this scripture together, and I thought it very interesting. Psalm 69, verse 6, it says this, Let not those who hope in you be put to shame through me, O God of hosts. Let not those who seek you be brought to dishonor through me, O God of Israel. I'll say this. I believe it is good and healthy to ask questions. I don't think there are any questions off the table for God. So to gain understanding in our situation and in our prayers, we ask these questions. We are trying to live out the big truths that God has for us in and through our lives, and this is not always easy to do. It's going to take some trial and error, right? God's grace, though, will cover us in this. All throughout scriptures, we have pictures of seekers. We have examples of them everywhere. We have gone through Ecclesiastes as a church, right? The preacher, what is he doing? He's seeking. He's seeking. He was a seeker. He went down some wrong paths, right? And he warned us not to chase every path that's put before us because not every path is beneficial for us. We see David was a seeker in his seeking, in his seeking, and in the Psalms, he asked these huge questions. He asked these big questions, and he has a way of speaking to God that is, uh, that has, uh, that is left kind of church talk and nice talk at the door and in his prayers he asks some big questions and almost like he's demanding of God answers. Job does this as well. We can seek. We can ask questions. Even questions that make some church folk uncomfortable, right? But God is okay with our questions because you know what? He is bigger than our questions. He doesn't promise he'll answer them all, but he is bigger than our questions. But when we go seeking, we need to make sure that as we ask our questions that we're not leading people astray. We don't want to destroy the faith of someone else that believes in Jesus. We don't want to do that. I have seen, this is why I offer this warning. I have seen some who ask questions and then they walk away from Jesus because they don't get the answers that they want. 
They're not seeking Jesus. They're seeking the answers. With, uh, with their faith in Jesus, it's gone. And then, you know what's interesting? is As much as they'll bash on evangelical Christianity, they try to get others to follow them with the same zeal and fervor that they once proclaimed the truth of Jesus with. We need to be careful that we don't lead others away in our seeking. We need to be careful of this. Many of us have hurts from the church. You know what? They're valid. Many of us have questions about the theology that we've taught or about the way it's been lived out. And this can, me and Mo were talking about this last night, some of the theology that we've learned over the years. And questioning these things and revisiting them can be a refreshing thing. Whereas our hurts and our questions are valid, what is not, accept, is, what is not acceptable is leading away from people away from Jesus. Our, I pray that as we actually seek, that our questions may lead us closer to Jesus. Even if we have to walk in the mystery of it all. And as we seek, as there are things that we will not find, we get to live into that mystery. Setting before us even simple truths, basic truths like this. Here's one that's guided me, and so I'll offer it here. But, and it's in the scripture. God is a good father. Period. Full stop. God is a good father. He wants to give us good and perfect gifts. Period. That's what God wants for us. Here's another truth that we can just set, and we don't know how it works or anything like that all the time. But Jesus is the Son of God, and he was sent into this world to forgive us our sins and to free us from all unrighteousness. All of it. Here's another one. Jesus left us the Holy Spirit to lead us and guide us, even as we ask our big questions. And at times, we will walk with no answers. If we seek the kingdom of God first and his righteousness, all that we need to follow him, not all that we want, but all that we need will be given to us. And in our questioning, I pray that as we pray the Lord's Prayer every Sunday, in our questioning, let us not lead us into temptation or lead others into temptation, but that these questions might deliver us from evil. The truth is, is that as we seek, there will be some questions that fall by the wayside, right? I had some questions five years ago that I no longer have. Never got answers for them. I just not interested in them. And there are some other questions that will remain. But as we seek Jesus, Jesus will also seek us out and show us the path that we are to travel. We get to trust Jesus as we seek. We get to hold on to him and his truth that he is the way, the truth, and the life. This is ultimately my prayer. Let our lives be dedicated to seeking Jesus. Not looking. Not simply on the surface, but with our whole heart and our whole soul, our whole mind, let us seek the good news of Jesus and seek how to live that out until we see him face to face. So Jesus, let us seek you. Let us find you. Lord, I pray that you will, you will guide us, that you will lead us, that you will show us examples of your goodness over and over and over again. In Jesus' name, amen.